Thanks to Phil Hoffman Travel, it costs no more to travel with the best. This is 5AA Travel Talk. And welcome to Travel Talk. The great man isn't in the chair today. We've got some exciting news to share with you. But Peter Williams, CEO and Director of Phil Hoffman Travel, is. Good afternoon. How are you going? Fantastic, Joe. Just come back from Europe. So, uh, yeah, no, oh. going really well. Nice. Well, uh, I want to talk about that holiday, but um, Phil, where is he? What's he up to? Well, I'd say he's by the pool drinking cocktails. He's in Fiji at the moment. His uh, daughter got married uh, on the weekend. I think it was third attempt in Fiji uh, all through the pandemic. She kept getting cancelled. So, yeah, it finally went through and uh, went well, which was great. Yeah, so no, we haven't heard much from him, so I gather he's sitting by the pool. Good. Well, well deserved because I do. I remember chatting to him and he said, no, God, we've had, you know, it all planned, everything catered for. And just had to cancel it on three occasions. So it's done. Oh, he'll be so proud. That is excellent news. Okay, well, where have you been, Lucky Duck? Yeah, so very lucky. Uh, Europe for uh, a couple of weeks, which was fantastic, uh, to a couple of my favourite places in the world. I love the Mediterranean, so very fortunate to cruise on Seabourn, which is a beautiful uh, five or six star cruise line. But um, flying to Rome, first time to Rome for a long while. Probably haven't been to Rome for seven or eight years. And I. I love this place. It is just so fantastic just to walk around. It's quite compact, actually, as long as you stay in the right area. Mm-hmm. We were just behind the Spanish steps, you know, we, we could walk to the Colosseum, the Trevi Fountains, and we did a um, we did a beautiful gourmet walking tour. It's kind of my latest hobby whenever I go somewhere that I haven't been for a while, and it's known for food, which obviously Italy is, to do a, a like a walking tour that, you know, you call into five or six different little places, and, you know, you have little snippets of food along the way, and then you might end up sitting down having a long lunch, and uh, that's pretty well exactly what we did, which was terrific. Ate your way around Rome. Yeah, Sounds magical. Yeah, and picked a suburb that's not right in the historic heart because obviously, you know, I've been to Rome a few times and, you know, knew all that area. So I wanted to, to go to a place called Traveste, which is kind of, um, it's an up and coming area. Yes. And uh, really known for its food culture. So that was great. And then we jumped on cruise, cruised around the Riviera, so the Italian Riviera, into the French Riviera, across to Mallorca, and then into Barcelona. Um, had some time in, uh, quick, some quick time in Barcelona, did a Gaudi tour and, um, uh, went to the uh, Sagrada Familia, which is the, um, the unfinished church or basilica mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. which was absolutely stunning. And then flew up to London, had a couple of days in my favorite city in the world. So beautiful. Yeah, yeah it was great. And flying in and out, uh, luggage arrived in one piece, yeah, yeah, uh, no delays, talk to us. What was it like? No, no delays. Look, and, and I think, you know, you, you you look at the news and you you see the hysteria. No doubt, there is some inconvenience around the place. I think when you're flying like internationally and intercontinental, like on um, uh, long haul, we were on Singapore Airlines, but if you're on Emirates or Qantas or whatever, mm. I think you, you're finding that there's not a lot of disruption there. It tends to be those smaller flights, whether some domestic here in Australia, but also maybe inter-European flights and inter-American flights where there's normally so many flights there and, uh, you know, they, they, they consolidate a lot of flights and cancel them and then there's some luggage issues over there. So, no, we we didn't have any trouble at all. Um, all flights left on time. Our luggage got there um, with us, which was nice. So, no, no issue at all, really. Oh, that's good. Mm. Uh, Kim has messaged us. I've waited for a pass for 14 weeks, still waiting. Yeah. Is it uh, the same in all countries? Travel is being reduced as a government policy. Has the travel agency group approached the government, RE, restrictions of movement and restraint of trade? Yeah, I wouldn't say quite the restraint of trade, but we've certainly um, raised with Canberra the uh, 
the passport issue. Mm-hmm. Look, we are hearing that it is down somewhere around about six to eight weeks at the moment, but every now and then we get uh, phone calls like this that they've been waiting 12 or 14, and, and we don't know, but we think it's a bit of a abnormality. But uh, we, we, we just think that, well, the right advice is as soon as you know you're, you're travelling, make sure... One, check your passport, and if it's not valid, get in there quickly and, and get it done because it is taking longer than normal. Right. Would you recommend the expressway? I know it's more expensive. <sighs> yeah. Again, if you're probably travelling within um, four to six weeks, absolutely. Yeah. Um, outside of that, you might want to give it a go, and then um, and then you can go and just track exactly where it's at. And then if you find that it's a little bit delayed, then you can pay the upgrade, and they'll they'll express it through. Okay. If you've got any travel questions that you'd like to ask Pete, uh, call in now eight double two three double o double o. Luxury inclusive um, cruising. You, you just mentioned that you cruised on a five six star ship. Yeah. Okay, I know five star, that, that's everything. What's six star? Yeah, six star is where you really want for nothing and you can really feel that luxury when you when you jump on board. And it's not necessarily what I call the hardware. You know, the five star ships, six star ships, they're all going to be very, very beautiful and modern and come with all the facilities. I think it comes down to the, the service level um, and just a case in point, within 24 hours, just about everyone on that ship actually knew you by name. You know, Mr. Williams, you know, what can we do for you today? Or Miss Williams, have a good time, um, you know, ashore. Or Miss Williams, can I get you some caviar for your cabin, uh, some champagne? Oh, wow. Yeah, this is what we're talking about because it's fully inclusive. Once you're on board, you really want for nothing. Um, and we did learn that you could get caviar delivered to the room every day. And look, to be honest, I can't remember the last time I tried caviar. And, and it was, I was yeah. going to say, I've never tried it. <laughs> it, it, it was fantastic. Fantastic. More of a novelty fact rather than, you know, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it? if they're offering it every day, you're Correct. like, mm-hmm, okay, sure. <laughs> Correct. So <laughs> you knew you could head back to the cabin and have your caviar whatever time it was, 5.30 Instead of peanut whatever. butter on toast, I'll have caviar on <laughs> but, toast. Thank yeah, you. it's that service. And um, on Seabourn, they pretty well have for every guest, there's a staff member. So we had 400 people on board and there was 396 crew. So it was quite funny. The captain got up and said, which four of you don't have someone looking after you? <laughs> so that's... The cheap seats. Yeah. So that was fantastic. And, and you can really feel that, you know, that it's very service orientated. And then I guess the other one is the cuisine. It just sets it apart as well. So uh, there's a restaurant on board, Seaborn, called Thomas Keller. It's He's a famous... I think he's from New York. And um, it's a, like a grill, so it's steak and seafood. And, and you can have whatever you want. There's lobster and there's fillet steak and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So all that type of thing. And then, of course, all your drinks are included. They're handcrafted cocktails, so they're not these kind of cocktails that you might see on some of the larger cruise lines where it's all kind of a bit more mass-produced and they pour it out. This is actually all handcrafted as you'd go to a lovely cocktail bar here in Adelaide. And then, again, the, the cuisine throughout, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner or whatever time you want to eat, it's, it's, it's there. So you kind of want for nothing and you can just feel that on board. It's probably my first experience in that kind of six-star real deluxe category. Mm. And I love, you know, I love the five-star and I have a, a great time on the larger ships with its, whether it's, you know, with the kids, you know, where they've got water slides and this and that. But th- this is more, you know, for couples Adults, and I luxury. Mean. Yeah, you, there were some kids on board, but there's no kids clubs, for example, you okay. know, so they'd have to entertain themselves. But the other beauty of this, Jade, because it's so small, it gets into little ports that a lot of the bigger ships can't get into. So when we did um, the uh, the Italian Riviera, we went into Portofino. Now, Portofino, I've wanted to go there for my whole life. And basically, it's just this little bay with these beautiful, colourful houses and uh, just restaurants, and it's just stunning. But there's no way that a big ship with a 1,000 people plus could go there because the town couldn't cope with it. Mm. So you get there and it, it's just 
amazing. You've kind of got this private little town to yourself. Did it live up to expectations? Oh, yeah. Like, it's just so beautiful. There's nothing better. We had to tender there because it's quite an, um, it's not a deep port. And uh, it oh, it was just amazing. You're just coming in and you're seeing just everything I'd pictured. If It's hard to like describe. Like a postcard. Yeah, like a postcard. You know, all the beautiful. What did you eat there? Oh, of course I had uh, fritamisto, which is the... Um, Fried um, fried fish, so yeah. like a well, you could say it's a seafood basket, but it's nothing like a seafood <laughs> basket. So it's got the freshly caught octopus and the white bait and the oysters and whatever, and it's and washed it's, down with a glass of white, a little chablis. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. fancy. <laughs> David's called in. He's got a question for you. Hello, Great. David. Welcome to the show. Hello, Jay. Thank you for taking my question. Um, just a, a two two pointers uh, in regards to flying to uh, the USA. Um, uh, can you clarify that we still we, we don't need a uh, a negative COVID uh, um, test to correct. jump on a Qantas flight to Hawaii? Is that correct? Correct, absolutely correct, David. Yeah, yeah. No, no need. And, a, lot, a lot of the testing is gone now. Right, and the second second point, if you can clarify, is that we're taking a cruise around on the Pride of America, uh, the uh, um, uh, Norwegian cruise line. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you can, um, if you know if that if they've dropped their uh, they're a pre-COVID uh, negative before you embark, if, if you can clarify that as well. Yeah, that one I'd check uh, directly with your travel consultant because every cruise line is different. And given there's 160 different cruise lines out there, I'm not sure which one is and is not. Uh, I've got a All feeling right. they have dropped it, but uh, don't take yeah. that as gospel, David. No. Okay, because I'm, what I'm hearing is that they, they might have uh, uh, come from the uh, – well, I'm hearing from the 2nd of, 2nd of September, but um, – I just, I just, I just wondering, wondering if you, if you knew anything more about it. That's that all. probably sounds about right. Like most of them are starting to drop it. Like certainly, I needed a test uh, before I got on my cruise, and that was only three, four weeks ago. But now you don't. So you know, it, it's moving very quickly where restrictions are being lifted. Yeah, great. Okay, listen. Thank you very much. Good Thanks, on you, David. David. Thank you. That sounds like a good holiday. That's a beautiful cruise. I've done that one before around the the Hawaiian Islands. Stunning. Hawaii has become really popular, hasn't it? Yeah, really popular. But boy, you need to get in early. Um, I had a mate who uh, was trying to get there at Christmas time and uh, I won't even go into the pricing of of what it was to get there. It was horrendous. It was eye-watering, to be honest. Everything is eye-watering. But we had a quick chat off air just before and you were mentioning that uh, the landscape is changing. It is changing. It's changing quite quickly. Um, Joe, we were just saying that internationally, uh, we have a bit of an issue with a shortage of, of planes flying, and and they're, they're actually at fifty five to sixty percent capacity at the moment, where demand is is back to nearly a hundred percent. So, it's pushing pricing up for those people that can't plan too far ahead. Mm. But each month we get new stats, and that fifty five percent will go to sixty, then sixty five and seventy. It's just simple economics, supply and demand. So a bit of pain for the rest of this year, yeah. and then it should ease well, up next year. Well, probably until about. Late September, early October. Okay. Then it starts to free up because traditionally, especially for Europe and America, October, November is low season. So I think you'll find pricing will be okay for that. But then Christmas time, probably if you haven't booked for if you're going to Europe or America over Christmas time, um, if you tried now, you'd probably find that it may not be the pricing that you'd like. And is this because they've had to get you know hours into pilots and? That's purely what it is. First of all, they had to get the planes out of the desert. Yeah. Um, And they've done that some time ago, certainly through North America and Europe, because they've been flying internationally for some while. Australia was late to the party. 
Um, but it takes about three months to get a, an A380, some of the you know big super jumbos sitting in the Nevada desert. We need to get them up and about. takes about three months for them to be up in the air. And similarly for a pilot who hasn't been working as a pilot, it takes about three months um, in simulators to get them up and about as well. So it's not an easy fix, but it's a slow burn, but it's starting to head in the right direction and pricing is, is coming down. We're going to take a really short break. We've got a special guest joining us afterwards. But if you'd like to ask any questions at all about travel, you might be thinking of a holiday or want some advice on where to go, 8223 Discover North America today with Phil Hoffman Travel and Fiji Airways. Experience true Fijian hospitality and fly Fiji Airways from Adelaide to Los Angeles and San Francisco via Fiji. Book return flights from Adelaide for just $12.99 per person with a convenient connection time of only two hours in Nadi. Or on your way home, why not extend your holiday in tropical Fiji? Hurry, sail ends August 31st. Conditions apply. Contact Phil Hoffman Travel today. Visit pht.com.au. Jade Robran. On 1395, Adelaide's 5AA. Welcome back to Travel Talk with Phil Hoffman Travel. We're joined in studio by Peter Williams, CEO and Director at Phil Hoffman Travel. And we're joined by a special guest, Alex Pickering, Travel and Cruise Consultant at Phil Hoffman Travel in Glenelg. Good afternoon to you, Alex. Hi, Jade and Pete. How are you both? We're really good. It's going all right, mate. I only saw you, saw you about an hour ago, so no, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> you disappeared, hey. now you're back on radio. Uh, I am, I am. It's magic, isn't it? Hey, listen, you've been travelling as well. We've been getting a lot of the staff away. Uh, maybe for the, the listeners, um, tell us a bit about your trip and where you've been and what you got up to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've just come back from Canada and Alaska. Mm. I was lucky enough to do a Holland America cruise on in the Inside Passage. Um, it was really a fantastic holiday. Um, I flew with Air New Zealand, uh, and I was lucky enough I saved my pennies, and I was able to do premium economy. Oh, and it was just the absolute best experience I've ever had. Yeah, the so, biggest so take worth the upgrade, Alex. So, you know, from economy where I guess we all struggle on that 14-hour flight to get a bit of sleep, you, uh, you managed to relax and enjoy yourself? I got a solid eight-hour sleep in both directions. It was amazing. So what's the difference, Alex? If, you, if you're going to you know, save your pennies and, and stretch yourself a little bit, what, what do you get? So with premium economy, you get priority boarding. Um, so you're able to sit down and relax on the aircraft a little bit sooner than everybody else. You also, the seat is really what makes it, though. And it's essentially, if you can imagine a lazy boy at home, mm-hmm. it does not go all the way back. However, it goes enough of a recline that you can get a very comfortable, um, a very comfortable sleep yep. uh, for a long period of the flight. It's, it's quite good, and the food service on board was amazing. Great. So um, the, the seat's more like a cradle position, isn't it? It's exactly right. Yeah, and it's a bit bigger? more of a cradle position. Yeah, yeah, yeah big, bigger. bigger. I think um, from memory, they, they've only got about eight seats across rather than ten. So you know, you're getting a, a bit more what I call wriggle room, yeah. and uh, and you your nice headrest, so your head doesn't flop around the place. And what about <laughs> leg room? Yeah, good leg room, isn't it, Alex? Really good, really good. And the actual the um, leg rest comes up, so you can really get yourself into that cradle position, and yeah, it's, it's awesome. Ah, so it is worth it if you if you can, if you want to spoil yourself. Yeah, I think so, especially if you're flying long haul. Now, just for, for the listeners out there, Inside Passage is uh, Alaska, and um, there would have been some great highlights up in Alaska. I know I've been up there a few times. Do you want to tell us a bit about what your highlight was? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my highlight for the trip was just 
finding some of the unknown places. So in one of the places we went to the uh, Alaskan Hotel, which I didn't realize, but it was actually the most haunted hotel in all of Alaska. So I sat down at the bar and had a drink there, and it was amazing. <laughs> Did you but while feel ghosts? Everyone else, sorry? Did you feel ghosts? No, no, but I did hear from the bartender the um, most interesting story was they were shutting up for the night and all of a sudden weird music started playing on the on the um on the radio and they didn't know where it was coming from. I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, and you're on Holland America, which again I've travelled with extensively, especially up Alaska or in the Mediterranean. That they're just a great uh, great cruise line, aren't they? They really are, yes. And the best thing about Holland America for Alaska is they actually have the grandfather right, yeah, it's great, which it? means that they're able to be first in. So with all the ports that I was at, I was literally in the heart of town. So I could do some shopping, come back to the ship, put my shopping back and then go out. Like It was really, really convenient location. Has uh, Disney, Disneyland changed much? Yeah, yes. I also went to Disneyland. Um, Disneyland has changed in that even if you just buy a ticket, it doesn't actually guarantee your spot. So you do have to actually make the next step and set up an account with Disney and also make a reservation. That's very important. What? So you you buy Mm. a ticket and that doesn't get you in? No. No, you have to make sure that you've got the availability. So they've got their calendar on their website, so you have to go in and just double-check that the parks that you want to go to actually are not at um, their, their allotment for that day. So you have to actually, so just having a ticket doesn't mean that you're able to get in. You have to also make that reservation. So if you can't get in, do they give you your money back? Oh, that's something that I no, haven't run across do. yet. Yeah, no, they do. do. They do? Yeah, okay, absolutely. Good, good, good. So it's uh, it's fully refundable if you can't get in. What they're trying to do, Jay, with uh, Disneyland is they're trying – sometimes it's so busy that people don't get to get on their, you know, favourite rides and, you know, see their favourite characters and things like that. Mm. So they're actually restricting the number of people that can go to Disneyland each day rather than just open fathom and, you know, if you've got a ticket in, you go, and then people becoming really disappointed in there. So you need to plan ahead – Make sure you book in your ticket for the day that you want mm-hmm. and then you know you're guaranteed of having a great experience once you're there because you're not going to have the crowds that once maybe you, you potentially could have had. So no, I think it's a good thing. Initially, it's a bit for everyone to get their head around, but I think uh, overall it's a Well, it's, once it's, it's really explained to you yeah, that it's yeah. for the betterment of your experience, okay, I get that, but yeah, that just yeah, yeah. sounded like a yeah. few hoops to jump through. <laughs> no, no, not at, <laughs> not at all. So did you spend um, much time in uh, the US or was it just a quick trip to Disneyland? Just a quick trip to Disneyland, um, but I did see my best friend in Calgary, which yep. was really awesome to finally reconnect with her because I haven't seen her since pre-COVID. So it was really awesome to just reconnect um, and ticking a couple of things off my bucket list as well, which was awesome. Fantastic, mate. That's uh, that's great. Well, uh, guess what? I'm going to be seeing you in about 40 minutes back in the uh, the office. <laughs> I better get to work then. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, Alex, thank you so much. That is Alex Pickering there, travel and cruise consultant. And uh, if you'd like to contact Alex about his trip and uh, you think you might like to copy that itinerary or, or have a bit of a natter about uh, his trip, you can uh, contact him in the Glenelg office. Now, uh, let's talk about some, uh, some travel deals. Who are Colotte? 
Colette Tours. And Colette that, Tours, and yes. And what offers have they got on? They are, look fantastic. We've got a, a relatively new relationship with Colette Tours. Um, we know the family, because it's a family-owned company, very well. Um, a few of us have tr- been lucky enough to travel with them recently. And uh, they've been around for over a 100 years, Jade. And I have to say, they cover just about the whole world. Tour to six continents, which is quite amazing. So if you have a look at some of these tours that they've, they've got on showcase at the moment that we'll talk about, Iceland, Land of Fire and Ice, hugely popular at the moment. Iceland, before the pandemic, I have to say, Iceland and Japan were like the, the two destinations that were just trending off the chart. And again, now people are going, you know what, we just want to get back there. Yeah, um, our GM's about to head up there uh, in the next couple of days. I think she flies out uh, tomorrow Mm -hmm. uh, because we've only had a couple of staff up there. So we, we want to build our experience because we just know how popular this is. What so is it? What, what do people love about it? They, they call it the land of fire and ice. So there's a lot of uh, thermal activity, lots of, and because it's so far north, obviously there's glaciers and there's ice and it's it's really like going to a, a total different landscape than you, you would expect anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And uh, so most people are spending about a week there, a week or so. And what I can tell you is it's hugely popular but hugely expensive if you're traveling around by yourself you know meals um hotels car hire everything so colette do this wonderful tour i think it's around about seven seven or eight days eight days here it is here includes 13 meals all your transportation a lot of your touring etc four thousand five dollars per person so they've packaged that up and so you kind of know your budget before you go and you go okay that looks great value to me and uh and i can tell you now, compared to if you were in a car hire hotel paying for your meals, it'd be a lot more. So that's great. The other area that they specialise, well, there are many areas, but uh, the other area that I particularly love and we've picked for this uh, today, southern Italy and Sicily. Most people tend to spend um, a lot of their touring arrangements north of Rome. Mm. This is south of Rome and Beautiful. down to Sicily, which is just great. So you know how we, earlier on we were talking about great cuisine and et cetera, very much known, the southern part of Italy and next over level. to Sicily, yeah, just next level, you know, those pizzas and pastas and, and whatever. Great chance to get down to Pompeii, the Amalfi Coast, Sorrento, see Mount Edna, all of that type of thing. So they've got a, a great package there, 11-day tour. Have a look at the price, 3959 The other thing that I love about Colette, one, family-owned, so you know you're going to be looked after. You yeah. know, their reputation is at stake straight away rather than a, a big public listed company. The second one is that they spend longer in the towns. So nice. they might have multiple night stops in places where other touring companies only have a one-night stop. And I don't like one-night stops. By the time you get there in the afternoon, see a bit in the afternoon, fall in love with the place, and then the next morning you're kind of out of there. So having two- and three-night stops is just the greatest way of doing it. And Mm. I think Australians love that because we love a bit of free time as well. So the must-sees are all included, all those must-sees and must-dos, but then let's say the afternoon is free for you to sit there and have a nice long lunch in one of the piazzas watching the world go by. That's what I love about Colette Tours. Oh, gorgeous. That sounds wonderful. And if you like the sound of that too, you can contact the team at Phil Hoffman Travel or jump online at phd.com.au. Discover North America today with Phil Hoffman Travel and Fiji Airways. Experience true Fijian hospitality and fly Fiji Airways from Adelaide to Los Angeles and San Francisco via Fiji. Book return flights from Adelaide for just $12.99 per person with a convenient connection time of only two hours in Nadi. Or on your way home, why not extend your holiday in tropical Fiji? Hurry, sail ends August 31st. Conditions apply. Contact Phil Hoffman Travel today. Visit phd.com.au.